Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is an international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He really sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hello, friends. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. So glad you're tuning in today. On today's show, we're continuing our series that we started last week, the Going Through series, because people have been going through so many different things lately, and um, we're just going to address all of that kind of stuff, because that's what our show's all about, the scandalous grace of Jesus and And how he brings us through things and um, he's always with us and we can be transparent about that and we can talk about that and um, just recognize our need for a savior. But I'm really excited that you're tuning in today. Today we're going to be talking about something that I definitely need lately and um, hopefully it'll speak to you too. I'm, I'm talking today about getting your hopes up again, you know. Having our hope restored, it's been it's been a rough season for many people. Like I talked about last week, many of us have gone through loss and discouraging things and even some definitely um, hopelessness. You know, that's that's a real thing. And and it's been a huge issue for for me and my life and and for a lot of people that I talk to and I'm in community with. So I really wanted to talk about it today. Um, if you'll turn in your Bibles with me or your Bible app or or however you read the word, I'm going to read Hebrews 6, verse 19 to you, and I'm reading from the ESV. Hebrews 6, verse 19. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. And it says there that we have that hope that hope that's an anchor of our soul. And that's something that I don't think a lot of us have felt lately. Like I said, it's, it's kind of been a season of hopelessness. And so just remembering that Jesus is our hope and he is the anchor of our soul um, can be a battle some days. Um, I'll speak for myself. There were days when I went through this season, you know, if you tuned in to the previous show last week, you know that I just went through a really um, tough divorce, my marriage ended and, um, it it was a tough time for me getting through all that. And so I have needed hope restored in my own life and my friends. And, and like I said, people I talk to, they're going not necessarily through divorces right now, but they're going through other types of loss. They've lost their job or they've, they've lost a family member or they just have some kind of other situation or circumstance in their life where they really feel like it is hopeless. And so I, I really wanted us to kind of dig into that today and, um, you know, just see what God wants to say to us about it. Joyce Meyer is somebody that I love and I've learned so much from her and her ministry, um, and her teachings. And she always says, expect something good to happen to you every day. And I love that about her. And, um, she says, expect it. And that's so true. And I started to, when I was going through this really hard time, that was a phrase that I started declaring over myself and really asking God to let me see the changes come and let me see and um, even feel 
the shift where hope was restored in my life again. So I would just say out loud, you know, God, I expect that something good's going to happen to me today. I know that you're a good father. I know that I'm going through hard things, but I am going through. I'm not going to stay here. It's not always going to be like this. And that's the same for you guys as well. Whatever you're going through, whatever is coming to your mind right now, whatever you're dealing with, you are going through. You're going to make it on the other side. He is with you. You're not alone. You're going to get through it. You know, and I just want to encourage you. Um, like I said, it had been such a hard season for me. It was, it was, it felt like one loss after another, even before COVID last year, 2019 was one of the hardest years I've ever lived through in my life. Um, I just kept wanting it to be over and, um, maybe some of you can relate, but yeah, I mean, my two beloved pets, my dogs that I'd, I'd had both of them forever, like 13 and 14 years old. And I had to put both of them down within like three or four months of each other. And that was super difficult. Um, you know, I went through that divorce. My marriage ended. I had to sell my house. I had to move to a different part of town, um, to a new house that I wasn't, you know, part of town I wasn't used to. And then the pandemic hit um, right after all of that. And then the quarantine. And so then I was alone and feeling isolated and discouraged and you guys, it just, it sucked. I mean, there's just no other way to phrase it. You know, I try to be real with you guys and shoot you straight. It was horrible. And there were days that I was just like, what in the world? And hopelessness for me, it became something that I could like, almost like tangibly feel. It was, it was like this heavy, um, it was like a heavy blanket over me and not in a good way, not in like those weighted blankets that you can buy now that make you feel great. And everybody uses those to sleep in and feel cozy. It wasn't like that. This was like a a weight of heaviness that I just some days couldn't shake. You know, I actually, I think that, um, I thank God for like friends and family that call and support you. Thank God for medicine. You know, sometimes God gives us medicine to get through really hard things, Um, like depression or anxiety and things like that. I just thank God that I had a good doctor that knew what was good for me and when and how to help me get over the hump and um, when I needed to take medicine and when I didn't need it anymore. I mean, sometimes we need tangible things, practical things to help us get through and to help us feel like it's going to change and things will get better. And hope is also one of those things we have to have it to get through Psalms 27, 14 says it like this, wait, hope and expect the Lord. And I want to read it to you from the passion because I love the passion translation. You know that I talk about it all the time, but sometimes I like to, to read scriptures that speak to me from a bunch of different translations. And I encourage you to do the same. It's so helpful to hear it in different ways and different translations because the Holy Spirit's going to highlight to you, you know, what, what is really working for you right now and what ministers to your heart the most, the way that, that you read it. So I'm going to read to you Psalms 27, 14 from the passion. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes. Keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. And I just love the way it puts that never lose hope. But it says right before that, that we have to be brave and courageous. And I just want to say this for the record, when you're going through something really hard, it does take bravery and courage to have hope in spite of everything. 
You know, when I'm sitting there looking at my my life and my circumstances being this upside down world that it felt like I was in, like I felt like it was in the twilight zone after my marriage ended. I was just like, who am I? Where am I? What is happening? And really having to fight for hope and battle for it. I had to choose my heart didn't want to, my heart wanted to self protect and keep the walls up and isolate and not even let God into the places of pain, into the places of disappointment that I had, not just with the state and condition of my, my life and my current life situation, but the disappointment that I had in my relationship with the Lord, because things didn't work out the way that I had prayed and that I'd hoped for and expected for him to do, you know? Um, but I, I really had to battle and I encourage you to do the same, to choose to be brave and courageous and hope again, expect God to show up, expect him to meet you in your wilderness. You know, there's a story in Exodus and um, Exodus chapter 12 that talks about the, the Israelites when they were, they'd been in captivity for all that time, like many, many years, God was setting them free. Moses was going to deliver them. God was dealing with Pharaoh and the Egyptians and he was setting them free. And he told them the night before they were leaving to captivity, to head into the wilderness with Moses and into eventually the promised land. He told them to take the gold and silver and treasure of the Egyptians. They're very captors. He told the Israelites to take the gold from them when they left as their own like spoils and treasures plunder them. It says in Exodus chapter 12, 35 and 36, he says to take that treasure and take it with them in the wilderness and eventually into their promised land. And, you know, I had to ask myself the same thing. I really felt the Lord saying to me, Carla, I know you're going through it. I know this is hard. I know that you think your situation is hopeless, but it's not. And he said, what treasures, what gold, if you will, can you find now, even in the midst of your hard situation, even in the midst of this difficult season that you're going through, what treasures can you find? And for me, when he asked me that, I, I mean, I had to sit and look. Um, I had lots of gold, you know, that I could take from the enemy. Um, I had friends and family that checked on me often and prayed for me, people that, you know, kind of came out of the woodwork that I hadn't heard from in a really long time that, that were there for me and reached out to me and, and had a, a neighbor that offered to bring me groceries and drop them off at my house because of quarantine. And, and she knew that I wasn't like most days emotionally ready to, to be around people or to maybe even go to the grocery store. And God was there. He showed up in my wilderness through her, you know, having those friends that, that offer to do those kind of things for you or, and for me, he was there. Um, he just provided for me in the midst of everything, you know, not working, um, after the quarantine got really tight, you know, and having God provide for me and still be my source of financial provision was a huge blessing in the middle of everything that was going on. He was still faithful to, to carry me through. And I know if you stop and think whatever situation you're going through, whatever hard thing you're dealing with, allow yourself to just take a minute and see the places where God has given you some gold that you can take and claim as your own 
You know, maybe it's a renewed passion for some forgotten dreams while you've been at home during the quarantine. Maybe um, you've reset your priorities in a healthier way and now you're a better person for it. Maybe you have sensed the presence of God in your life during your heart season in a way that you never have before. Um, he is always with us and he will give us gold to take, especially I love taking stuff from the enemy. I love watching God turn what the enemy meant for evil. I really love watching tangible ways of watching him, the Lord turn that in to something good. I love being able to see him at work. You know, he's always there with us. It tells us in Joshua 1, 9 that he's always with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. We can trust him. We can put our hope back in him. We can be free and we can choose to be brave and get our hopes up again. Um, another way that I can really see his presence and that gold in the wilderness and, and ways that he restored my hope is one of my girlfriends sent me, I think it was like a Facebook video. Um, and it was this woman talking about how she had helped her sister you know, prayed for her, like behind the scenes, her sister didn't even know as her sister was going through this hard time. She was also going through a divorce and, and, and this woman would sit outside her door and just keep vigil for her sister when her sister was, you know, locked up in a room, isolated and weeping. And she would just sit outside her door unbeknownst to her sister who was in so much pain and grief. And, and this woman would sit outside her door as she was weeping and she would just pray for her and she called it holding vigil for her. And my girlfriend sent me the video of that. And she just texted me that one sentence. She said, holding vigil for you friend. And that meant the world to me. And just that small act, let me, let me know that people were praying for me, that I was not alone, that the lies the enemy was telling me about, um, being isolated and alone and, and nobody understanding that just wasn't true. And it's not true for you either. There are people that are praying for you. There are people that love you. God has put people in your life. You may not even know that are holding vigil for you too right now that are lifting you up in prayer and, um, just pulling on heaven for your behalf. And if you feel like you don't have those kind of people in your life that that you're aware of, ask God to bring those people into your life. He will do that. He will always meet your need. You know, it says in Isaiah 40 verse 31, it promises us that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Wait, hope, and put your trust in the Lord. You know, speaking of trust, I think that for me, part of my hopelessness was that I had put my trust in, in a person. I had put my trust in an outcome, you know, that that everything was going to work out peachy keen and was going to be all, you know, rainbows and sunshine, you know, eventually in my life. And that just wasn't realistic. And I should not have put my hope and my faith in those, those things and those beliefs, my hope, my faith and my trust is supposed to be in the Lord. And so once I realized that I had done that, I kind of had to do a reset and I kind of had to tell the Lord, like, Hey, I have put my hope in an outcome. I put my faith in a person that wasn't Jesus and, and in a, in a situation that, that I wanted to control the outcome and, and that just wasn't right. And I had to really take that to the Lord and let him reset and realign my heart with his and remember that my hope is always only going to be in Jesus. He is our everlasting hope, the true anchor 
of our soul. I started reading Psalms 27 verse 13 aloud over myself as well. And it says, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I declare that over you too right now, friend, you will go through this, get through this, and you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Things are going to get better. It may not feel like it when you're walking through it. I know there were days um, in hopelessness that I, like I said, I had to really contend for hope. I had to get before the Lord and get real with him and um, really partner with him to believe again for good things to come into my life. And so I want to do that for you. And on hard days that I just couldn't believe for it, I reached out to friends and was like, hey, I don't have the faith for this. I don't have the faith today that things are going to get better, that I'm going to feel better, that my life is going to be fun and I'm going to have joy again or that I can hope in a happy future. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, that verse felt very far away from me during this season. And, and I had to force myself to read it anyway. And if you're not familiar with that verse, it's, you know, for I know the plans I have for you good plans for your future, for a hope and a future. And there were days I just had to choose to read that, you know, and I encourage you to do the same. This season of struggle will not last forever. You will get through it. It will get better. And I promise you your hope. God wants to restore your hope today. Your hope is being restored. I believe even as you're listening to this and joy is coming. Joy is definitely coming. This was in my inbox today after I had prepared the message. It's an email from the Passion Translation, and I just want to share it with you because it is exactly what we're talking about, and it is no coincidence that that I had this in my in my inbox today. And again, it's from the Passion Translation. It says, I am the God of the brokenhearted. When the pain of life beats you up, I am your safe refuge. Hide yourself in me. Come away and rest in me. I am your healer and I am kind. I am merciful and I am good. I love you and I know how to heal your tender heart. Don't doubt, beloved. Believe in my healing love. Believe in my mercy. Believe in my mighty power. Believe that I am worth trusting. I am the king of glory and I am bigger and more magnificent than you can possibly imagine. Even when you fall or disappoint yourself, I am with you. Rest in my finished work. Open your heart to me, will you? Will you let me flood you with healing and peace once again? I will lift you up and resuscitate your faith. It's okay to go through seasons of grief and weariness, but after I have strengthened you, take my hand and walk with me back into joy. I will not neglect you. Joy will come again. This is my promise to you. And I just love that. That is so beautiful and is so fitting for us today, you guys. He is restoring our hope. Joy is coming again. And I believe that for you. I believe that for me. And I know that's the truth. And they cite there in the Passion Translation email that went along with this blog from Isaiah fifty five eleven, And it says, do it again. Those Yahweh has set free will return to Zion and come celebrating with songs of joy. They will be crowned with never ending joy. Gladness and joy will overwhelm them. Despair and depression will disappear. And I just say amen to that. (laughs) Can I get a hallelujah? I think a lot of us are ready for some hope and for that depression and despair to leave us. Um, 
I remember, um, I think I said this last week, but I just want to remind you of my friend that told me that there's no award at the end of our struggle for being strong. There's no award for that. So I encourage you to be real with, with the Lord. Most of all, share your heart with him, tell him to restore your hope. He wants to meet you there. He'll partner with you, um, in doing that and just receive his grace, but also just remember that, like I said before, shame and guilt are not from him. You know, God gives us an incredible amount of grace every day. That's why I call the show scandalous grace, because he gives us more grace than we could ever imagine that we deserve. He does it all because of the scandalous grace of Jesus. And we need to receive that from him. And we also need to give it to ourselves. We need to give ourselves grace when we're going through hard things. We need to love ourselves well, whatever that looks like for you. Um, that's something that I've really been learning to do in this season is, is to love myself well, whether it's, you know, taking some time to get away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life or any of the pressures of life. And maybe I'll put on some worship music, or maybe I listen to some of my favorite country music, um, and just sing along, just kind of like take a break from anything that's weighing on me, or maybe you go get a massage or, you know, get your nails done, um, Maybe you read a good book. Just uh, love yourself well and give yourself grace because God gives us grace in these hard times. Um, Allow yourself to be refreshed. I had a girlfriend come and stay with me recently, and it was so good. She was so refreshing. And um, just having her here was so great for me. And It was one of those times where I was like, girl, I need some fresh hope. And she's like, I need some too. And so we just started telling each other all the ways that we had seen God, even in in spite of our, the hard things we were going through and just encouraging other, each other that way. And, um, like I said, she was visiting me for several days and this was the first day of her visit, you know, and we woke up the next morning after having those really hard conversations and the verse on our, like you version app was from Ephesians 3.20. And I don't know if you're familiar with that verse, but it's such an awesome verse. I'm going to read it to you um, now from the from the Passion Translation. And like I said, it's Ephesians 3.20. It's, it's one of those verses, you guys, that if you are hearing it for the first time, it's going to rock your world because it's so encouraging. But if even if you've heard it a million times, it never gets old. It's such a beautiful promise from the Lord. And... Um, I just love it. So I'm going to read it to you now from the Passion Translation. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And I'm like, yes, I need that energy. And I said to my friend, Emily Parker, I'm like, girl, we need to be energized. We need all the hope we can get beyond our wildest imagination. So I just encourage you to to get into the word and read that verse and encourage yourself in the Lord and just let yourself be ministered to by the Holy Spirit today, too. Like he wants to meet you right where you're at. He he wants to hear everything that's going on with you. And he's not scared of your pain. He's not scared of your disappointment. I want to pray for you guys before we close in prayer. And I want to declare Romans 15 verse 13 over you. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround you 
and surround your life with a super abundance until you radiate with hope. And that's what I pray for you guys. I want you to get your hopes up. I want you to go through. Don't stay stuck. Keep moving through. You're going to come out on the other side of this. And I love you. And I'm so glad you're tuning in. If you want to find out more about me and this ministry and the show, we'd love to hear from you at scandalousgraceradio.com. And just remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to scandalousgraceradio.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan ministry resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to scandalousgraceradio.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. And please join us again every Monday at 1 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan on Denver's 94.7 FM, The Word.